sit, I'm sitting here with, uh, I have, I have Animal Crossing running on my television. And, like, I, I, <laughs> I keep thinking about the fact that, like, in steampunk novels, or, like, cyberpunk novels, like Snow Crash, the, the things that people are using to escape from the real world are never, like, just purely idyllic. Like, Ready Player One, it's like, oh, the world sucks, so everybody just retreats into an infantile world. Right. <laughs> that sucks. Or, or, <laughs> or it's like, they go into a, like, if it's a cyberpunk world, it's like, there's some kind of cyber drug or right. something. Right. <laughs> It's called, like, Synapse or something with the yeah. Z. Oh, my God. Jack in. Yeah. Oh, man, you haven't taken your dose of Jack. Fuck you, cyberpunk novels. But, like, what popped in my head was I find it funny that in an actual, like, <laughs> for real cyberpunk hellscape that we now live in, the, the thing that people gravitate towards is the most simplistic version of human life. They're oh, like, you, you can actually talk to people. <laughs> like, yeah, like, they're like, I'm gonna go in, and I'm gonna make a place where, like, I, and I'll get up in the morning, I'll go pick up sticks, and... and yeah, like, you uh, don't, like, you, Tom Nook <laughs> is your boss in as much as... He's he's, not, he's he's like, kind of giving you things to do, but like you could just fuck off and not do them. Like he's not, like, you don't have to punch in. He never like he like, like he, he's he not asks. he's not logging your Zoom calls and like <laughs> making sure that you're not tabbing away. Right, Tom, Tom Nook is flat out being like, "Look, man, uh, we're in this together, and I I can help organize." getting you the resources you need to do stuff and i i'd really appreciate it if you could and like i i've never thought about this before because like i love the tom nook joke hi susan susan Susan, you're here (laughs) Uh, go ahead and hit record anthony's on a tear right now (laughs) yeah i mean not really Uh, a tear but like I, i i'm actually like i have it set up so that like my mic is right here yeah. And I can actually, like, still have Animal Crossing run. <laughs> I should have so, brought my Switch Lite, goddammit. I, like, uh, what What I was saying was, like, I like wh- where I started was in most cyberpunk or steampunk post-apocalyptic situations, people are escaping into some kind of virtual world, but the virtual world sucks. Like, Snow Crash... Like, the virtual world blows. Like, it's awful. It's just, like... Oh, yeah! Like, in Snow Crash, like... Okay, yeah, you can wear a cool Neo coat and look fucking rad, but, like, you're essentially jacking into, like, an infinite slum. Like, everybody's still It's, it's like, the the best version of the world that they could envision in a virtual space is still, like, like the worst excesses of capitalism. Or, like, Ready Player One. Like, Ready Player One, it's like, oh, the economy collapsed and everybody lives in shitty, like, trailer, uh, like, trailer skyscrapers. Mm -hmm. But they escape into a world that's just, like... Who's the boss reruns? Yeah, they live in a never-ending hellscape of, like, Angel Fire websites devoted to sliders. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
is like, such a wonderfully specific <laughs> reference. It fucking sucks. Like, it sucks. But now we live in a real apocalyptic yeah. hellscape. Yeah. We live in an actual cyberpunk apocalypse. It's happening to us right now. And the virtual world that everybody's escaping into is humanity at its most idyllic. Mm-hmm. Like, like Animal Crossing is base level human. I'm going to wake up in the morning. My neighbors are going to be outside. We're all going to go outside. There's nothing <laughs> to distract <laughs> you. There's no bullshit. There's no like, oh man, I better fucking check my email. Like, there's, <laughs> you get up, and if you do have an email, it's usually your neighbor being like, hey, I found a doll in a tree and thought it would make you laugh. <laughs> and then, like, Dave, you said that, like, Tom Nook is, like, your boss, but he's not. Like, Tom Nook is the money guy who's actually an idealist. And I've... I should I should have saved this for the show, but yeah, you I, really I, should have because this is a really this is a really good discussion. B- Bill, you know what? Fuck it, let's just roll into it. <laughs> Bill, this is the show. This, this is the show. All right, we'll, yeah, this is it. Just, we'll sync yeah. it. We'll think We'll sync it real right now, really fast, and then we'll okay. do a proper intro. All right. Yeah. yeah Three, yeah. two, one. Ah, no, wait. All do right. it again. Do it again. Wait, I do, do, it again. do it again. <laughs> Three, two, one. There we go. But like Tom Nook. Yeah, like, there's, like, I love the joke of Tom Nook. I love the joke that Tom Nook is, like, oh, Tom Nook's, like, give me the fucking bells, and I'm gonna break your knees, and that shit. <laughs> but, like, he's never in it for profit. Like, oh, he no, never... He, he has explicitly mentioned profit, like, a couple times on the island. Right, but it's, like, on the island, oh, like, he just, he's sitting there with his fucking gut spilling out of his Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> spraying his plants, and all... <laughs> All he he genuinely cares about, he's like, I'm gonna charge you, like here here's what it's gonna cost us in terms of resources. Here's what we need. I will like we'll work on these things together, and I'll take care of the horrible logistic shit that you don't have to, and then you can go out and gather these things that we'll need, and let's make a place. And it's it's heavenly. Like I now like. The fact that everybody loves it so much gives me hope. Like, yeah, genuine yeah, hope. Yeah. Because it's although, not like... Although... All right, wait, 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 wait. Are we going to do, like, a slow jam and all that? Or, like, what? Like what's all right, happening? All right, the preamble's out. We got it. What's it's happening? part of the okay. show. Here it is. Now, okay. All right. Let's all... Let's all... Let's all get ourselves to the continued <sighs> place. Let's... So this is so so in much the way that other organizations are taking away paywalls, we're gonna do that too. Whether you're a backer or not, you're gonna <laughs> yes. get a full backer. You're experience. gonna get the whole. We're gonna include coronavirus information though, just so yeah. we're doing a public service in order mm-hmm. to yeah, there you go. justify mm-hmm. the removal of the paywall. There you uh, go. Don't go outside. <laughs> I already there. like I've been having these nightmares about like 2021 finding out that there's like a TikTok star who's named himself COVID-20 and like <laughs> tell me I'm wrong you're not tell me, tell me I'm wrong young you're COVID not. young COVID young COVID L- little COVID <laughs> doing, a col- co- doing a collab no- novel Corona 
coming at you. <laughs> Our filthy fallen do, world. Do, do, it, do it a collab with Q-Teen. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Remember, y'all, you made your own mask. Now it's yours for life. Fucking shit. All right. It's the best beginning of a show of all time. Ever. We did it, guys. All right, all right, well, all right. All right. <laughs> we Don't lost. get upset, girl. All right. That's just how it goes. I don't love you, hoes. I'm out the door. And I'll be rolling down the street, smoking endo, <laughs> sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my mind on my money, and my money on my mind. <laughs> Continue podcast. <laughs> I'm officially broken. Like, their tears I, I are coming down my face. <laughs> this is... I don't, I, you guys can go elsewhere for a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not in that game anymore. Now, now this is... We, we're all that's left. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is Continue, episode 68. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and I want to make it explicitly clear... That I haven't read the lyrics to Gin and Juice in a long time. And I just covered probably the only few lines of that, <laughs> that song I'm allowed to say. <laughs> uh, that chorus is reprised regularly. The rest of it is uh, out of bounds for a 30 year old. Culturally white man. speaking, out of bounds. Yeah. Culturally, yeah. Yeah, it's not for yeah. me. Yeah, no. Uh, we also have uh, gacked number one fan, uh, <laughs> Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Son of a bitch. Gacked number one fan. Oh, God, that, man, that was an era. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, the mid-2000s. Like, there was, there was him, which is, like, mall goth version of Joy Division or whatever. Sure. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. So we're not talking about like the Nickelodeon gacked. No, not gacked. No, 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 no like, gacked, like that's gacked G-A-K. with a T this is, on the end of it. Yeah, is, this is, is the gacked, name. who is like the Japanese version of him, which is Hold just on. this like okay. super goth J-Rock dude. Oh, it was in like God, every, God, 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 God. yeah, yes. every Susan, video game I'll, ever. I'll give you a visual aid. Everybody, this is the part of the show where you get out your phone and Google image search gacked. Uh, so that you can share in this. Oh man, uh, Google image search. All of these make him look normal. Uh, <laughs> he's he's. Uh, uh, there we go. There we so, go. So it, there, okay. Susan, I'm going to share this link with you, and you can All you'll right. get to see a guy that is like what I thought I looked like uh, as a teenager. It's like uh, T- Tetsuya Nomura was really like gunning for this guy's style. This guy, this guy also was like not in Dave. Dave, we'll get to Dave's uh, <laughs> what Dave's been getting up to uh, in the show, but uh, he was in a lot of games. Yeah, like, the, what was it? Was it? Was it? Su- Bujin guy? Bujin guy? guy. Yeah, he was the yeah, he's like a character Gakt. action game starring Gact. Yeah, he was everywhere yeah. for like a, a couple years, and then. And then, and, and then, and, and then came the and whole he vanished. So is he and then like, Hot Topic turned into a Invader Zim store. It oh yeah, is he like going down to the Seven Eleven dressed like this? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the time, like that's just okay. like how that was just get that gacked life. 
Got it. Okay. But <laughs> like as a as a figure, like he was kind of think RuPaul in the nineties. Like that's mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of what he was doing, where it's like technically he was a singer and there was a music Got career it, yep. at the core, but it was more that he was just... He had a whole brand, like like, like whole fashion, brand. and yeah. Yep, yep, okay, I'm getting it, it, I'm feeling it, I'm vibing it. And it was it was like all the things that were great about 2006, uh, <laughs> which wasn't, I mean, like, I just <laughs> realized how dire great what I just said was. Uh, we also have Susan Art, who's just one of my favorite people on the planet, and that's, there's no, like, joke end of that sentence, it's just... <laughs> It's just true. <laughs> I uh, I I have lost what there was of my mind. It's gone. Mm-hmm. I it's just nope. Mm-mm. I watch I watch two things now. I watch the news and I watch baking shows. There you go. That's but, good. But no, but I want. But it's it's worse cooks in America because I need to feel good about myself. <laughs> I saw that image that went around of that dude uh, slicing an avocado in half. Like that's, yes. that's real, right? Like, was that yep, on the yeah. show? Yeah. Wait, yes, what, yes. what, ha- what, what did he okay. do? He, right through the core of that avocado, oh. just like yeah. sliced it down the middle. That's a disaster. No, but, but he's slicing it like you would, like if you imagine like a like, loaf like, of bread. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's not yeah. good. So, I mean, like these people play up, their cluelessness for the camera a lot, but Hmm. there's a base level of clueless going on there, which is like, I don't know how you function as an adult, (laughs) but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Susan, in the, uh, my, my ability to consume things, uh, in, the I uh, the last time the three of us were on an episode together was March eighth. I want to yeah. put that into context for everybody listening to this episode because the last time we recorded as a trio, everything was different in I existence. Know. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Uh, I even I had more teeth than I have now. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, this is this is how crazy everything's been. I'm telling two of my best friends in the world as we record that one of my teeth exploded what? two Wait, weeks what ago. No. What? What? Ha- what? Yeah, I was just sitting there eating my breakfast and I put a spoonful of yogurt in my mouth, uh, eating pecans in it, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, one of my teeth is sharper than it's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm going to see what that's all about. Uh. And one of them, one of them had just half of it. Oh, just no. gone. So in the middle of the pandemic, I needed an emergency root canal. Oh, my God. And I'm uh, only two sessions out of four through it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so on Thursday. So do you have to wear a mask while they do it? Like, how does that work? I, well, like, that's that's the amazing thing. Like. First of all, you've never had such prompt dental service in your life as you mm. do during the apocalypse because <laughs> they can only legally yeah. serve emergencies. Yep. And so it's just like me, the dental assistant, the office manager, and the dentist. And like, that's it. Like, they, there's no one else there. And I find it funny that like my medical crisis during this pandemic is, hey man, how about a bunch of procedures where somebody's just in your mouth? Right. <laughs> and oh, none of you's got the rona. Yeah. 
But like this past Thursday, the last time we recorded, we were just talking about like Animal Crossing was on the way and RPGs and all. We were on our bullshit. And then since then, uh, well, the, the economy collapsed. And on Thursday, they stuck a metal rod into the bone line of my jaw. Oh. And then, I don't know if you guys know this about metal, you can't like put it in somebody's jaw pre-cut because you don't know how long it's supposed to be. So yep. they had to saw metal down in my face. Yeah. Uh, and now i got to go back. <laughs> it's do, not do over. You have, do you have the temporary crown on there right now? Or I, no? I don't. There's nothing. So it's just oh, the posted tooth. Wow. And like okay. they're like, we'll call you when we can because, you know, everything's getting pushed back. Careful your tooth might fracture. <laughs> oh my God. Chew on the other side of your mouth for a while. I've been doing that, and it's really getting <laughs> tired. I, this part of my face hurts because I keep chewing just exclusively with that. We live, we've lived so long. We got here from talking about the television we're able to watch. My point of all this is, is other human beings are like, Tiger King, I'm like, fucking no, Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, what is that show? Okay, I You watched explain. the whole okay. thing, right, Susan? You I did, did. It? First, the first and most important information you need to know is that Lord of the Continue Podcast, Fisher Stevens, our okay. Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. is executive producer on okay. this series. Okay, that yep. checks out. Okay, right? <clears throat> so, it began, a dude was doing a documentary about uh, the exotic animal trade, I guess you would call it, in the United States, where, which is highly illegal most of it um but he, that that was basically what he's doing so he's there he's actually at a guy's house uh finding out about snakes because this dude breeds snakes and he's talking about venomous snakes and all that and while he's talking to this guy who sells snakes other dude rocks up to buy him some snakes and he mentions oh yeah got a, a like jaguar cub or something in my van <laughs> just chill it yeah, so they go out to the van, and lo and behold, here's this, you know, large cat cub in a cage in dude's van in Florida in 100-degree heat. And so documentary guy's like... Is Fisher Stevens like- there? Is Fisher Stevens no, filming no. this? No. So he didn't, like, he's like, oh, a t- uh, jaguar cub, and then he, like, glides on his skateboard <laughs> over <laughs> to the truck. No, but... But I feel like he inspired many of the aesthetic choices taken up by star of the show, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic is... Oh, is that's a, a name. That's a name. Uh, uh, you're not going to believe this. Not his birth name. Oh, no shit. Yeah. No, what? Seriously. I know. <laughs> that's not his Christian name. That's not his Christian name. So, uh, yeah, he changed it from Steve Exotic. Anyway... <laughs> So he, Stephen he, he, Pierce Exotic. Stephen Pierce Exotic. <laughs> Just kidding. He yeah. is uh, uh, someone who owned a uh, a private zoo, and the the story is about it's about so many things, uh, <laughs> but it's about his feud with this woman Carol Baskin, who operates a big cat rescue. She uh, so what these people who have private zoos do is they will breed the tigers or the lions to get the cubs so you can come have cuddle time with the cubs. And that's how they make a lot of their money. But once the the cat gets to be a certain age, you try and cuddle it, it will take your face off. Right. Right. 
so they just keep breeding, 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 breeding. And she's trying to stop that. She's shady in her own way. She probably killed her first husband. Don't worry about it. Cool. Uh, second Wait, I, I need clarification on the probably. Okay, so here's what... Okay, so... It's actually her second husband. So, he's a millionaire, right? He meets her when she's 20 years old and married to some other dude. And he's, he's married at the time. So they're shagging for four years. He finally leaves his wife and children... And, and marries this chick. Okay. So they're together for a while. But meanwhile, he's got another bit on the side down in Costa Rica. Mm. Like so you do. He, like you do, as, as one does. Because he's, he's, his business, which involves exporting cars to Costa Rica? That sounds mm. fake. That's not real. That man is like that's there's, like some Hellboy shit. He had there's like a secret Nazi lab right, that he's funneling or yeah. cocaine. Like you don't that even have to cocaine. go. I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty sh- like there was some stuff <laughs> in the car. But anyway, so uh, they're starting to fight. Blah 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 blah. He wants a divorce. Okay. He disappears. Mm. Just. Gone. He was supposed. He was supposed to be taking a business. Maybe it was trip a Nazi fucking <laughs> secret su- lab. <laughs> yeah. He's, a- he's supposed to take a business trip to Costa Rica. This is like this is known. This is what his wife says. This is what his secretary says. He's supposed, that- and that's the last anybody sees him is the day before this trip that he was supposed to leave. He is gone. He is in the wind. Gone. Missing. Whatever. So she and her friend break into the office to get his legal paperwork and his will, his will. Now, what does a will normally cover? Your death, right? His will appears suddenly and says, in case of his disappearance, Hmm. Oh no. She gets all the millions. Hmm. This is why I say she probably killed her. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay, it could I, be I, that. I want to make it explicitly clear that this is better than watching this show. Is getting your the secondhand report. Your, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I haven't, I haven't got. Okay, so. Okay. Okay, so she wants to shut down private zoos like Joe Exotics. Fine. I haven't gotten to the sex cult yet. That's a different private zoo. It's a different private zoo. It's a different private zoo. That one is in South Carolina. I think this one's in Oklahoma. So he he has a, I guess is it, it's not public access if it's on YouTube. It was public access first, and then I think he shifted it to YouTube. It can, it can be public access in spirit. Like, okay, yes. Like, okay, yeah. and that is what it is. Full on, that is what it is. So Joe, the people he hires for his zoo are pretty much exclusive felons. They get out of prison, he gives them a job. And drugs. Cool. Yeah. Good boss, he, actually. <laughs> He has this public access show in which he very openly says he wants to kill this woman. Cool. He gets a, a mannequin. No, it's not a mannequin. It's a, it's a sex doll and puts a sign on it that says it's, it, her name is Carol. Takes his gun, which is on him at all times, by the way. Yeah. Shoots it in the head on camera. And this is just a regular part of his show. Then... He somehow gets a hold of her diary and reads it as part of his show. And like, this is an ongoing saga. He'll be like the Carol Baskin saga, part 14. And he just reads. 
This all sounds Correct. normal to me. Yes, totally, <laughs> totally normal. Uh, yeah, so that goes on. That goes on for some time. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, he uh, Joe Exotic is gay and mar- but is somehow married to two nineteen-year-old straight boys, who he also gets drugs. Cool. Yeah, good and for trucks him. And like guns. that's, I mean. You, you know, he's, live your life. He's living yeah, it. But, right? I, I want to I be explicit right yeah. now. I just realized <laughs> that what you're describing is if the screenwriters and directors of Super Mario Brothers the movie came back <laughs> and made Animal Crossing the have movie. You, have you guys what heard you're describing of is, yeah, like he's Tom Nook in the This Ain't No Video Game yeah. version of the Animal Crossing movie. There's this movie that came out like the late 70s, early 80s. It was on the tail end of like all of these disaster slash like animal movies. I forget what it's called. Are you but, thinking of Roar, Dave? Yes! Yes! Thinking like, of Roar. Director of photography, Jan DeBont of Speed fame. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. What is this movie? Oh, Susan, uh, this, this movie will blow your fucking mind. And it's, it just, is... it's literally just two hours of hanging out at this dude's house. Uh, which, like, again, there's, like, a story that's, like, loosely threaded through this, but it's more or less, like, like the people in this movie actually own a bunch of lions, and yeah. they just fucking hang out at this so, house. They're, they're, like, villa in California, and the movie Tippy, is just them hanging out with lions, like, Tip, fully grown. Tippy Hedren. Tippy Hedren was involved with this dude that owned... A massive, massive estate in Northern California. That it wasn't a private zoo and it wasn't a sanctuary, but this didn't stop this motherfucker from just filling it up with cats. Got it. And it is. It's an adventure like, comedy. It's dubbed a comedy. Uh, it's, it's, dubbed, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a comedy now. Oh, like wait, that's how wait, they wait, sell wait. it. This is the movie where someone got mauled. Oh We're yeah. Like, it. Someone like twenty-five people, and it's just part of the movie. It's. Melanie Griffith, like one of Melanie Griffith's first movies, like she gets the shit eaten out of her. Uh, it's nuts. It's yeah. no, you I can't. Mean, I mean, actually, someone no, no, actually yes. got mauled. Yeah, oh, Susan, okay. they, they filmed Roar over, like it came out in 81, but they started shooting it in like 73. Oh my God, okay. And, yeah, because they were like, the person who ran this place was out of his mind. Yeah. And they all are. They all are. And yeah. he, he was like, oh, it'll be great. And like, we're just going to film people with the cats. And so like, you'll have scenes where it's just like 12 full grown lions, 12 full grown lions, like will just go into a house and you like, yeah, there are actors there, but you see the crew like trying to run away. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. of Roar's 140 person crew, at least 70 were fil- were injured during production. Uh, in a 2015 interview, John Marshall said that he believed the number of people injured was over 100. C- uh, here's a call out box uh, on Wikipedia: Cinematographer Jan Dubont uh, of of Speed fame was scalped by a lion. An injury requiring 220 stitches. Oh, yeah. oh my God. You got You just got to one. Everybody again. This is another visual aid moment on the podcast. When this show ends or if you need to see it right away, just pause and go watch the trailer like the original 1981 trailer because you can't believe it's real. Oh it's on God. blue right now. You can't. 
Yeah. <laughs> people are oh nuts. My God. Horrible, horrible, horrible people. Did yeah. you finish it, Susan? Did you finish oh, yes. Tiger King? Oh, you went, you went I the sure distance? Did. I, I didn't, did. I didn't want to be bummed out. That's why, like, I. I it, it's not. I, I did not consider it to be depressing. <clears throat> I, I found it to be disturbing and fascinating from a, mm. uh, from a, 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 a social perspective. Cause yeah. here's the thing, like I recognize the personality traits in Joe exotic. Like this is a guy who something very, very bad happened to when he was a teenager. Sure. And he had the rest of his life is a pursuit of being loved. Hmm. And he doesn't know how to do that in any kind of healthy way, so he does it in all these sick, broken ways. Like, he he essentially pays these boys to love him. Like, let me give you a truck. Let me give you drugs. Let me give you guns. Let me give you whatever you want to, to pretend to love me. You know, I'll have this really cool zoo so people will look at me and envy me and love – like, it's, it's all that. And it's so – Sad. Yeah, I was. I, what you just said bummed me out. Like, yeah, like that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I well, I I think that 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 reality is. I I don't know about you guys. How sensitive are you guys to stories you consume? This is something that's been on my mind a lot uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, playing Animal Crossing and dealing with the the collapse of the modern world. Um, like that right there. Like you said, like you found it fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, just, you couldn't look away from this shattered human being. That sort of thing, like, I, I know that even just hearing you describe it, like, I would watch it and automatically w- would just want that person to be okay. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to not mm-hmm. internalize Got it. his experience and their whole six-head well, world. It's like uh, the other big documentary that Netflix had, The Making a Murderer. Yep. And you're just watching this. Because, like, I mean, you guys have seen my Twitter feed. Like, one of the things that I hate more than anything in the world is injustice. Like, just people yep. getting away with shit that, like, either people getting in trouble for things they didn't do or people not getting in trouble for things they did do. And, like, watching that, you're going, like, this guy... Like, even if he did do it, there's enough going on that, like, you can't, like, the whole point is, uh, you know, like, beyond a reasonable doubt. Yep, there's exactly, tons yeah. of reasonable doubt. You're just, like, watching this going, like, this guy should not be in prison. What the fuck is happening? And, like, all the shady shit that the state is doing. And, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, I, and I feel like watching this might trigger something similar in me. Mm. But also... Fair. Yeah, but also there's just the the rabbit hole of just like how like real life always being stranger than fiction. Oh yeah, Uh, uh, that stuff fascinates me. Especially like I I love the 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 idea that this guy was making one documentary and it just he's just like fucking we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) This is the better story, Mister Stevens. I've got a live one for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and. The the other um, the, I think part of why I personally enjoyed it a lot also is one of the main, uh, calling it a character one of the main narrators, the guy Joe Exotic hired a guy, to, a, a a reality show producer, to make his public access, persona his show successful, 
And so he was rolling on Joe 24-7 for years. Wow. And then all of this stuff with him supposedly trying to kill Carol Baskin comes up. And then suddenly, strangely, the building where they kept all of that footage caught fire. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. And so, like, that guy's narration, that guy's, like, testimony, just, I, I, because of the, what we have done for a living and working with content creators and all that, like, that, I'm like, I know this man. (laughs) I I believe this man. I understand this man. He knows what's up. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. So let's talk about the non-film version of Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Where the giant lions uh, give you little leaves that represent, like, um, uh, a fountain pen set. The the tiger in my... Uh, in my neighborhood is a little workout bro. Oh, he's a little workout bro? He's I a little a, workout bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I have a workout bro who's like a real meathead and he's he's like an ape. He's a gorilla. Oh, yeah. And he's, he, uh, you know, like... I, <laughs> I, I feel like such an asshole and I, I, I'm not kidding, listener, when I say that I texted Susan and Dave with a moral <laughs> quandary about fucking fictional characters <laughs> they're not real and yet i like i was looking at my islanders and like i gotta get rid of all you fucks <laughs> i fucking hate all of you, you gotta get out and you i don't felt, like a single one of your villagers no, well i do now I almost felt like the moment that I was able to verbalize the fact that i wanted them to get the fuck out made me like really consider the humanity what you were of saying. yeah, like the humanity of that. I was like, this is I gotta, I gotta be more accepting. Uh, <laughs> I really, I gotta. Open the, my heart. The, the, the gorilla's not hurting anybody. He's just getting he's his gains on. He he's not, and like, and, and all right, all right. This is this is real. So, in Animal Crossing, you can use tickets to go to randomly generated islands. Yes. The randomly generated islands are where you can meet other villagers to recruit for your town. Yes. At first. At first. I went and I just willy-nilly, like, three in a row. Uh, Oh, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you. Same. In the process, I ended up with two, like, rams, like, two sheep. Like, they're, like, the exact same, like, species, but they're different people. And in my head at first, I was like, I can't have two of the same animal. (laughs) This is not Noah's Ark. This is my Animal Crossing island, and I demand variety. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I think the ultimate endpoint of this story makes me even more of a monster than uh, I see right I mean, now. I mean, this is a dangerous road to, to eugenics, Anthony. Yes, it is, it, like, this is like the shittiest island of Dr. Moreau, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's your episode title, Dave. Yes. The shittiest episode of Dr. Moreau. So I go to Isabel. Yep. And I say, look, Wendy's been saying shit and I hate the way she dresses. I hate it. I hate her, Isabel. I hate Wendy. Go talk to her. 
like a like a like a passive aggressive mean girl in seventh grade. <laughs> like yeah, like the child in the middle of an argument between two parents. Yep. And so I did I did this after talking to Dave and Susan, my real life friends. <laughs> and the next morning I woke up and felt so goddamn bad. And when I turned on Animal Crossing that evening, Wendy was outside my house watering my flowers. Oh my god. Standing there watering my flowers. And I was like, uh, and she was just like, Ballbeard, it's so great to see you. Let me teach you this emote where you sneeze. And I was like, oh, cool, Wendy. Oh, my God. So I went to the airport and I picked out a card and I sent an apology letter to an imaginary person. (laughs) I'm a 38 year old father. And I went and said, sorry. To a lamb that's not real. This game's amazing. (laughs) Susan, how do you play Animal Crossing? (laughs) Do you play it like somebody who's broken? I, I, okay. So, I have been an Animal Crossing person since the very first one. Uh, love, love me is me Animal Crossing. I... I, I find something I enjoy about it and then I max that out, right? Like, oh, okay. Right now, it's, uh, it's, it's Bunny Day celebrating time. So you can make all sorts of egg-themed uh, furniture and clothes and decorations and stuff. So I and – if, and if you do all of them, if you make all of them, the bunny, who is a serial killer – yeah, Zip, Zipper one hundred percent is is a killer. A, f- a friend have, of mine he, he said looks like that he the looked guy like from Silent Hill. A like, friend of mine said he looked like, like a guy from like Five Nights at Freddy's. Like yeah, just straight yeah, up, like he yeah. wants to wear you as a suit. Exactly, one hundred percent. So you have to make all this stuff to escape his wrath and be the one who survives the culling. I mean, that's <laughs> th- th- this is <laughs> so this. So that's what I'm doing right now, uh, is, is doing all the all the bunny things. Um, and I, uh, Anthony, as you know, uh, my meta game right now is I find the weirdest possible things. They're and very I upsetting. Them to, <laughs> I, this, if I if I discover something that makes me go whoa, I immediately send it to Anthony. And I'll let <laughs> I have sent him so far a possessed doll. Mm-hmm. Okay. A uh, decapitated grasshopper head. Yeah, I don't, like what an the enormous, fuck? Yeah, where yeah. are you finding these <laughs> fucking heads? Like multiple heads? Things oh, yeah. from HR Geiger's living room keep yes. showing up in my Animal Crossing mailbox. Yes, uh, and it's, it's a, a, a grasshopper and a, a, a wasp head. Yes, as well. and a giant Mount, wasp head. Giant, like mounted, like trophy hunting. Nightmare trophies. fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible. Absolutely horrible. Like, if something is like that, I just immediately send it to Anthony. Where did you uh, find those heads? Like, where did I, they, they show were, up? I They were either, they either came from a balloon or I shook it out of a tree. Oh, they're something. so gross. They're like, terrible. They're, they're really, awful. they're gross. They're they very are. gross. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> terrible, 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 which is why I passed them on to you. <laughs> so, so that's, that's how I uh, uh, approach it. I'm not in a particular, the only reason I'm in a, in a, in a in a rush to expand my house is so I can do more themed rooms. Oh, like cool. I, you my, like doing my, that? 
I really do. Like my my front room right now is all uh, plant themed. I have a jungle wallpaper. I have a sand carpet so it like leaves little footprints when you walk through it and I have you know ivy hanging on the wall and and uh, you know a seashell table it's all that kind of natural nature kind of thing and then my back room is all the bunny stuff right now because I want to escape the column (laughs) (laughs) but I need to tell you both about Operation Tarantula okay (laughs) okay so we are in quarantine. I, my husband uh, has never understood Animal Crossing. He's never embraced it, never, not once. But he has since played Stardew Valley and really loved it. And we played it together for a really long time. So uh, I had ordered a physical copy of the game. But because of, of the virus, it was going to get here late. And I'm like, okay, screw it. I'll download this because it's not like I'm going to wait for my Animal Crossing. Thank no. you very much. No. <clears throat> And then when the hard copy shows up, I'll just give it to Russ if he wants to play. So after watching for a few days, he was like, okay, I got to make my own island, right? And now he's super getting into it. And if you've played Animal Crossing for any length of time, you know that there's a lot of, not rules, but but things to learn, like secrets to understand and learn. And, there's, and, there's an arcane logic to the yes. world of Animal Crossing, which is a huge part of its appeal, is yes. sort of decoding... The way the world works. Yes, it's a very Harvest Moon in that mm-hmm. way. You can play, you can play the very, very surface level, or you can get into all the arcane stuff and like really nitty gritty it. Okay, so new to Animal Crossing are tarantulas, <laughs> which scare the crap out of me because <laughs> the first. So I, I, I caught one, and then I saw another one, and I went to go catch him, and he saw me, and he reared up. And I waited for him to chill out, and he didn't, and he ran right at me, and then he bit me. Mm-hmm. And that was terrifying. So I I mentioned to my husband, look, there are tarantulas. He's like, I want a tarantula. I'm like, well, they only show up at night. So for like four or five days, we go to bed. We're side by side, playing our switches, trying to catch a tarantula, each on our individual island. And they're not showing up. They're just not appearing at all. We go to Nook Islands. They're not there either. I'm like, I don't I don't know why this one showed up in my village that one time. I, I don't know what's going on. So I look into it because I see people complaining about how it's now it's April and the water bugs are showing up and somehow that's that has something to do with tarantulas. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, so I investigate. Okay. <laughs> Here is the deal. Okay, this is the tarantula stock market. Here we go. Yep, exactly. All right. So, tarantulas will only show up if there are no other bugs around. So, on your island, that's really hard to pull off. If you've got lots of flowers uh, and lots of trees, there's almost always going to be a bug hanging out somewhere. So, it's really hard to get a tarantula to show up on your own island. On a nook island, you... Destroy all the flowers, chop down all the trees, get rid of all the rocks, and then, like, wherever, and then you just camp on that insect spawn point, mm-hmm. and a tarantula will show up. And you can loop it, right? Like, you go catch the tarantula, run away, wait a bit, come back, there'll be a new tarantula. Boosh, doosh, doosh, doosh. Okay. 
The problem is the water bugs you can't scare away. Other bugs you run by, they fly away. Water bugs are like, fuck you, I'm swimming. They don't give a shit. So you have to catch them to make them go away. So that's what's getting in the way of this, this tarantula trapping. So I'm like, okay, I think I know what we have to do to get you a tarantula. And he's like, all right. And again, we're side by side. And I'm like, all right. I spawn on this really easy nook island. It's just the spiral, right? It's all one level. It's flat. It's just Mm -hmm. a spiral of land. No big deal. I clear out everything I need to clear out. Boom. Tarantula appears. Great. I get bitten like four or five times because (laughs) I am terrible at catching these motherfuckers. When you get bitten by one on a nook island, what happens? You faint and uh, respawn at the airplane. Oh, you just goose is sitting there standing over you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. While the while the tarantula's over there just laughing and be like, Yeah, bitch. Alright. <laughs> so my husband, his nook island is this like two level monstrosity. Mm-hmm. So he has to climb up and down and scare things away and burp 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 burp. He finally gets a tarantula to spawn. But it's looking at him. (laughs) And he's like, I need to get away from this tarantula. I need to back away. So he starts to walk away. The tarantula chases him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It chases him across the entire island. It actually is so fast, it catches up with him and bites him. An hour we were doing this. Just... (laughs) Chopping down all the trees. But the thing is, your pockets are only so big. Sure. So it's like, what do you do? What do you do with all the flowers that are all over the island? Okay, you move them all to one place, and then you got to run through them to get the petals to go off. Because if there aren't any petals on the flowers, then the bugs won't spawn. Okay, I'm like, tw- like our eyes are twitching while we're doing this. Like, ah, ah, the water bug is here. Wait, nothing is spawning. It's a wharf roach. Okay, fuck you, wharf roach. I'll go scare you away. <laughs> why isn't there no? Why isn't there a tarantula here? Ah, water bug, catch it. <laughs> go back over here. What's it? Oh, I'm lost. Scare it away. I take everything back I said about, like, the idyllic nature of this escape space. <laughs> you, guys, it, you, guys, you guys were in hell. <laughs> it, was, it was intense. It was, like, he was like, I am not leaving this island until I catch this goddamn spider. And I'm like, well, ideally you want to catch two because it's one for the, the museum and then one to sell. He's like, no, one for the museum, that's fine. So, yes, that was our, he finally did. He got it. He, he finally got a tarantula. And, uh, and I will never do that again. <laughs> there's, some, there's something so, like, another thing that is so magical about Animal Crossing is that even when there are, like, the codified strats, like, yeah. everybody has the, the, the guide of this, well, this is the exact conditions of how to get things uh, to appear in this place and all of that. Uh, like, Animal Crossing was PT 20 years before PT existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My town is lousy with tarantulas. They're seriously everywhere, and I like they're. I've built four bridges almost purely using tarantula oh. income. You're and kidding! My town is covered with trees because that's how I play Animal Crossing. I I one of the first things I always do is I say, "All right, well, 
here's going to be like this orchard. Here's where the yeah. cherry orchard will be. Here's where the pear orchard would be. And then I inevitably go and I buy a shit ton of pine trees because I want a very naturalistic space. And, uh, I, yeah, they're all over the place. Fascinating. So the, the question is, all right. What's doing so do, it? What's do, what is doing it? What is actually doing it? Because I don't chop shit down in my town. Oh, I now plant I'm fascinated. Stuff. All the, 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 the mountain area of my town, all the flowers are still growing naturally. I don't uproot any of them. I don't want to landscape that area. You know, eventually when somebody moves in, like, they can do whatever they want, but I want it to feel like a natural space. So, wow. What the F? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. Well, so you have to speak into the microphone and say Jareth, and then the tarantula appears. <laughs> yeah, wait. You'll hear a phone ring. Don't answer the phone until a baby starts crying. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's Damn. super weird. Okay, I've I've found exactly two on my island ever. Oh man, dozens. Like wow, dozens. Yeah. Uh, now now I wish like I had like uh, a screenshot of because I I did max out the inventory expansion. Yeah, yeah. So like you yeah, know I've yeah, got yeah. I've got the like four rows, and at one point like I went in and I was just like I'm gonna sell three oarfish and. 15 tarantulas. We are paying for this bridge, dog. Weird. Do you Dave, save the do you save the tarantulas for the like there's a guy who comes to your island every now and yep. then who oh, no. like he, he like he he will pay out through the nose That's for true, whatever yeah. bugs he got, man. You got I, bugs, he wants them. <laughs> He's like, very, it's like those signs on the side of the road that say like we'll buy houses for cash. <laughs> but it's bugs. Sweet corn available. Foreclosure doesn't matter. Give me that house. Oh my god. Yeah, I I don't. Uh, that's that's kind of another of my Animal Crossing things. I never try to game the market. Yes, yeah, like yeah, that's, I don't that's do any of that shit. That's where I'm at because like I I could go down that rabbit hole. Like I saw uh, Warrior sixty four, Je- our buddy Jeff Keeley. Yeah, Jeff Keeley um, himself. A few weeks ago, was tweeting out like. Um, Amazon has the, uh, or I think it's out by now, but like the the Animal Crossing strategy guide, like the yeah. New Horizon strategy guide. You pre-order it; it was on sale. It was like fourteen bucks or something. And I was I was uh, toying with the idea of getting it. One, just like it'd be nice to have like a little book that has everything in it, and like you can check stuff off as you get it. Like, but then like in my head, I'm like, that's not fun. Mm. For this kind of game, like I don't mind, like uh, I've been playing through, as you know, I've been playing through Final Fantasy games and I've been using strategy guides because like um, those games are like a million hours and I don't have time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Animal Crossing isn't like that. And it's yeah. like the, this, the, the people who are getting pissed off online about Bunny Day, mm-hmm. I feel like are missing the point of Animal 100%. Crossing. Yep. Yeah. Completely. And it's the same, like, that guide, too. It's like, if your whole point of playing Animal Crossing, or it's like the people who are stressing out about getting, uh, like, a sturgeon, or a, a, what was the one that everyone string was trying? Fish. The string, string fish. String fish, yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, that'll be there in a year. <laughs> right. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, calm down. Just yeah. enjoy the game. Stop trying to, like put whatever weird OCD shit you have in your brain onto this. Just 
Don't uh, well, like stop being video game person. It's not. Right. Yeah. Stop, stop video gaming this. There is no. I I <clears throat> a really good friend of mine, uh, Jeremy Horwitz, uh, who has uh, showed up as a topic on this show in the past because he was the one who was like uh, saying that mobile games weren't real games. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy, like this is his entire first experience with Animal Crossing, and he sent me texts. He's like, so like, oh man, are you you're getting in on the turnips thing? And I was like. No. 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 That's not I don't do the stock market in real life. I'm not going to do it in a video game to stress me the fuck out. This is not, that's not what, animal, stop thinking about Animal Crossing as something you can win. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, people, I have many friends who look at me like I'm an insane person because I'm like, oh yeah, I, well, I always, I get the second room in whatever your Animal Crossing house is and then I pay it off and that's it. I don't. I don't expand ever again mm-hmm. because I don't want a bunch of, I don't like having a ton of stuff in real life. Like I, mm. yeah. I want the few things that I like around and then everything else has to go because fuck that. Uh, yeah. Like min maxing it is nothing in the game will even reward that behavior. No. It's like trying mm-hmm. to min max life. You'll just be like fucking, uh, Orson Welles saying Rosebud in your creepy house full of <laughs> dinosaur fossils <laughs> and and egg furniture, you weirdos. Uh, Dave, how how are you playing? Like, what do you what do you do? I know you've been you've been uh, Final Fantasying it pretty consistently. I but... just I check in like 20, 30 minutes a day. Yeah. If that, like I, a couple days, I just I didn't play because I didn't feel like it because it's like. Like, yeah, I, I might miss stuff, but who cares? Like, it'll be there it'll, again. It'll, it'll come back. Yeah, it'll come back, or I missed it. That's life. Oh, well. Like, yeah, like, yeah. The, it, it, and, like, that's kind of the the weird sort of paradox of Animal Crossing is that it wants to be this, like, idyllic little thing that you can just poke away at. But if you want to go full, like, FOMO, full, um, like, it it will, um, you can indulge in those behaviors however you want. Uh, (laughs) Wow. And, yeah, like, like there is is some kind of wish fulfillment in that, I think, that a lot of people are like, well, you know, I have my shitty job. It doesn't matter how hard I work. Uh, I will be always working the shitty job that pays me too little, and but I can go to this island and I can put in the the work, and I get results for it. Like mm. I I get that, but that's all. That's not how I play games, and that's not how I play Animal Crossing. Like, yeah. um, this game has like with the crafting and with the Nook Miles, and uh, it seems like there's a lot more going on in it that I think it will keep me playing longer than anim- mm. every other Animal Crossing because usually I'll get about a month or two in a, to an Animal Crossing game and go like, okay, I get it. And then just like time or whatever, like something just pulls me, inevitably pulls me away. Uh, but I think with this one, there's enough going on that I'll, I'll keep poking at it, but I'm never going to be like... Oh, screw that, yeah. No, like it just, it, it, that's... At, at some point, it's ju- it just becomes diminishing returns. You know, where you're just like running across the same patch of land trying to get a dang fish to show up that never shows up. So it's like you just have, yeah. you have to step away. How do you guys feel about the crafting? 
specifically. I mean, crafting is a crafting is a thing that has been a regular topic on this show <laughs> for quite a while. Uh, we all have very different feelings about crafting. Uh, I, I would say that all three of us have pretty strong feelings about crafting in video games. Uh, net benefit, not a benefit. Do you wish it was old Animal Crossing? No. How do we? How do we feel? I mean, normally I'm the person who is like, yes, crafting. I know, you are. I I don't love it, I don't hate it. Yeah. It's, that's that's where I come down on it. I, I don't, I, I have not been at the point, the, there isn't a scarcity of materials. Yes. Right? Like you have to go collect the wood or the iron or the eggs or the whatever, but that's pretty easy to do. So it's pretty laid back crafting so it's it's just kind of a way of adding some discovery mm-hmm. to the game because you have to find these these recipes you either a neighbor gives them to you or uh it's in a bot like there's a bottle on your beach every day that has a new recipe in it and and stuff like that and that's more surprises is good more discovery is good i can't say that i find it to be a an overwhelmingly satisfying sure part of the game but I, but I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah like the, I, yeah. the making of stuff is cool. Like the fact yes. that, like you said, you can find a recipe for a table. You're like, oh, I need a table. I haven't like there hasn't been one in the shop, but I can make one. And you make it, and like you can put one on the on the patio, or you can put it in your house, or whatever, and give it to friends. Like that that part's cool. And then you can customize it, paint it, what colors you want. Like that's that part's cool. The fucking tools, hate it. Oh, I hate and like yeah, you have to, like your your axe breaks after because you need like you need like ten wood for this thing and trees drop three kinds of wood, uh, so you're not always guaranteed the wood that you need. So you're just chopping down trees and then your axe breaks. So then you got to use some of your wood to make a new axe and it's just that part of the cycle I could do without. Yeah, I'm to very be, troubled. To be fair, uh, tool. Um, um, durability was always a thing. Uh, well, but True. here's the issue there, Susan, is that one of the the sort of actual goals in traditional Animal Crossing, going back to GameCube and N64, is the pursuit of permanent tools. You can get yes. gold or silver tools yep. that last. And that is gone. Here. Yeah. I don't know if you there know are that. no gold tools in this? There are there gold are, tools. They break. The, yeah. They break. Mo- they take a very long time to break. Motherfucker. Break. Yeah. And that sucks. Like That does suck. It does. Like, uh, the tool crafting... Uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say the name of the Zelda game. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you guys know how I feel about durability and items. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't mind it as much here. Because I never feel like I, uh, like I, I, they don't break so swiftly that I feel like I'm constantly having to rebuild things. And yeah. considering that I, like, I, the way I play the game uh, of trying to keep trees around, I like that there's a shitty version of the axe that I can yeah. either buy or make and use it purely to harvest wood and it doesn't yep. cause any damage. Like I, so I like that there are like tiers of tools and for the first time they sort of have different functions. And I like that 
you know, part of making those tools and utilizing them and harvesting from the world gives you more of a sense of, like, agency is the wrong word, but you're not just dependent on the capriciousness of weird creators doling stuff Mm. out to you. Like, Mm. I like the fact that, like, I care more about my Animal Crossing house than I have in the past because the stuff in there is, like, I made it and Mm. I, like, made it the color I want it to be and, like, sort of have this unified aesthetic rather than being like, today there was an ice chest in the store. And And now I'm going to build a room around the ice chest. I have an ice chest and a lucky cat and then I look like a serial killer. Like... (laughs) uh, I, so I like that. Uh, the thing that I would remove from New Horizons or just add is I wish that there was a way to completely turn off notifications about Nook Miles. I don't... Mm. I don't like getting notifications on my real phone, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need something else showing me a red dot in the corner. <laughs> I want that go away. I don't even look at it. I, really? I, like, I, hear, I hear the little blip blip and I'm like, Ugh. okay, that's nice. And I don't pull out my phone until I need it for something. Yeah. I, I wish so badly I had that, that ability, but mm. like in, like in real life, like I can't, I can't have a mm. single notification on my phone. Like it drives me out of my mind. Mm. Um, because I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, yeah, okay. Just feeling judged. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I no. I, I'm saying that that's an abnormal feeling. Okay. Uh, I do like the Nook Miles though. I I didn't at first, but I like the idea that just doing stuff in the game mm-hmm. results in more ways to play with it. Uh, my initial reaction, and Dave, you and I talked about this two two weeks ago when the game had just come out. Uh, I I didn't like the uh, sort of aggressive gamification of doing stuff in Animal Crossing. I like yeah, the, that I, melts away after the first couple days. It really does. It it vanishes, and then the Nick. Yeah, they just want to get you enough at first so that you can go do things with it. Yeah, and yeah. like the way I felt about it at first was like, oh, the Nook Miles are like essential, and it's constantly stringing you along. Yeah, but once you've played like for a little while there's never a dearth of them like you just have thousands and thousands and they they cease to really have like any kind of meaning other than like now you can put godzilla on well yeah and that's the thing it's like other than a couple of necessary upgrades uh it seems like once you hit like once you get through like a week of the game it's purely just like hey so now you can make a well if you want um and it's a cool well uh, I also like uh, it's they don't use the Nook Miles, but it's on the store so that like Nook Shop. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if Susan, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but you probably want it as soon as I say it. You know how when you start the game up, you get a Nintendo Switch? Mm-hmm. They have the Animal Crossing themed Nintendo Switch. Oh, I have that anyway because I have. No, I mean, but like in in the game, you can buy like a little. I know with the bundle. Yes, yes. Are you serious? Yeah, that was yeah because I have the actual real. Oh my god! Motherfucking Nintendo! I started with the in-game one and also the in-game normal 
That's so wow. awesome. God damn yeah. it. That's anyway, fun. I thought and it was I thought it was gonna give you a surprise. You're like, no, I because nope. I'm sorry. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I saw that I was like oh my god I wish I had thirty two thousand bells right so, now. It's so expensive. It's like the, it had the little even the little like um, the switch like dock has the little like notch for where all the plugs go. It's just like the little the attention to detail. Oh my Ever, god! Can we speaking of attention to detail? Can we talk about the museum, please? Oh yes. yeah, the museum is awesome this time. Oh my it's so cool. God. It's like a real museum. Like it's, it's like a real museum from the way everything is displayed to the different rooms. Something I discovered by accident is if you go into the uh, fossil area, there's some blue dots on the floor in various places. And if you stand on one, the camera will change so that you can see the room at an ideal angle for that particular diorama or what have you. And same thing for, you know, in the aquarium part, if you stand in certain spots, it'll, it'll change the view for you. I love it so much. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, when I finally, like I hadn't gone into the museum until I caught, uh, one of the oar fish and I, like once I donated it, I was like, I should actually look at the displays and like went into the aquarium section first and was just like, whoa, because it feels like a real aquarium. There's like mm -hmm. a lake exhibit and a stream environment and then the deep sea area. And it's just really I love the I love the fossil area, how it has all the little like evolutionary paths that you can yeah, walk well, and see so how everything cool. connects. It just. Yeah. Man. What a, have you been in the butterfly room yet? I've not been no. in the butterfly room. I've not oh my, checked out. Oh yeah. my! It's it's a circular room with uh, seats in around a central fountain. And what I, another thing that I really love about the game is when you catch one kind of butterfly, many become part of the exhibit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like. You go into the butterfly room and there will be a dozen butterflies just flying all around. Oh, that's so cool. It's incredible. It's just so beautiful. And I just sit there like my character sits there and I and the music is really nice. And I just enjoy watching these beautiful butterflies flying all over the place. Man. It's so nice. Uh, <laughs> before I forget... The the only thing that I buy regularly from like the like the Nook like shop that uh, not the place that you actually go but like the the catalog that you were just talking mm. about Dave uh, is I treat it like the Columbia Record Club like get oh. <laughs> get nine CDs for a penny I just go every day and I'm like get that get that KK slider get record. that KK slider record for my record playing um man butterfly room. Uh, all right. Well, I don't. I we have recorded a full show here about horrific Animal Crossing, the movie, and wonderful real Animal Crossing. But I don't want to leave the episode without hearing at least a little bit about your experience in Fantasy Star Online too, Susan. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to belabor the point because yeah. I I don't I don't I don't want to like. Go down the rabbit hole of wishing for something we can't right. have. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But 
but yeah, okay. So we we if you've listened to the show pretty much ever, you know uh, how much I adore fantasy. The original Fantasy Star Online, I bought literally every single version of it that there was, played it for hundreds and hundreds of hours. If you're not familiar with what that game is, it was in a time before you could play an actual MMO on a console. It was a game that had MMO elements. It had a persistent world. You could team up with other people who were who were playing. You know, there was not uh, not matchmaking, but you could start on a quest, and people you could leave it open for people to join you. So it was it was MMO light, and I loved it. So, uh, dear friend of the show, uh, Adam Rosenberg, uh, sent me a spare Xbox One so that I could join the open beta for Fantasy Star Online 2. And it has become a real MMO. Yeah. It, is, it, it still has the DNA of the original game. It still has that same loop, same elements, uh, aesthetically... It's still the same, but it is now a real MMO, and I don't care because it's so much stuff. It's like not just—it's—it's re- not just like an MMO. It's a free-to-play MMO. Yeah, made yeah, that's a really good point. Ten years ago, yeah, it, it, yeah. You, the moment you turn on Fantasy Star Online two. And I have not played the open beta. The only interaction I've had with this game was, uh, I want to say, three or four years ago. There were people that had created a a way to take the Asia version of the game Mm -hmm. on PC. And you could fuck with it enough that you could play most of the game in English and enjoy it that way. And you could set up a server that your friends could actually use in the United States. And I'm not one to usually futz around with that kind of technical uh, rejiggering, but I wanted to. Didn't know. you have to make like a Japanese Sega account or something? You, you like, had, yeah. like come up with a f- fake address in Shibuya or something? Yeah, and like, and you, Dave, you know that this is not the kind of shit that I have patience for, but I, I did it. I got the game running and had like turned it on just to check to make sure that the English patching had worked and to make my character. And the moment that it just is like, here's the city you're in, and some bunny cat girl in her underpants comes over to like tell you about what to do on the space station. And it's just punishing you with text and yeah. information. I'm like, this is why I hate MMOs. Yep. I'm leaving. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry I mean, that it is. It is not Fantasy Star Online. Uh, I'm like, and here's here's the thing is, it is it is the natural progression of the game because so after Fantasy Star Online episodes one and two, there was Fantasy Star Universe. I think it was mm-hmm. on the 360, and that had amplified like in the first game you would get a piece of armor and it would give you certain stats and it might have slots that you could upgrade with various things that would improve those stats or give you a resistance to whatever and then in universe they added to that by now there's different manufacturers and they specialize in sort of different whatevers and okay fine 
And and so now in the MMO, that's gone even further because instead of just one piece of armor, now there's back armor and leg armor and arm armor, and it's just too much. Mm. And I and I understand that this is the model now. Yeah. This is this is how this is a business because when the original one came out, microtransactions not a thing. Yeah. Didn't exist. There, you bought the game, you paid for the game, and then that was it. You never right, and that is no longer the business model. And um, uh, I'm 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 heartbroken, but also it's not it's not the game's fault. So I don't. I'm not saying that I actually think this is going to happen, mm-hmm. but I do think that it is likely. Next year will be the 20th anniversary of Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. I think that given the way that Sega has been running its business over the past few years, I think that it is entirely possible that we get a 20th anniversary edition of the original game on everything, mm-hmm. and you can play it like it was at the yeah. time. I think it's. I, I think it is... V- it, it just, like, given how much Sega has been, like, we're going to do Shenmue 1 and 2 HD. Yeah. We're going to do Jet Set Radio HD. You can go on your PC and download Nights into Dreams. We're they gonna, put Super Monkey Ball, the Wii one, on the Switch on for the some Switch. reason. Like, like <laughs> we're going to let a, a Polish studio that has never put out anything ever before license Panzer Dragoon, and they can you know, go and remake. Like, the, it, Sega is opening the door. We're going to make an exclusive choo-choo rocket for Apple Arcade. Like, this is... The, yeah. I, I think that you'll get... I think you'll get what you want. I hope so. It's... It, putting uh, Episode 1 and 2 on Switch just makes sense. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Just do it. Just put yeah. it... Like, you don't... It just... The infrastructure, there are still people who run private servers. Sure do. For yep. the original I game. have dallied with the idea of trying to get that set up it's a because it doesn't it doesn't seem difficult yeah it, it's more difficult than you think because uh the, the same buddy that i was gonna play fantasy star online 2 with a couple of years ago when i tried to like make it work with the english patching he was like play actually you guys might remember this i actually played the old republic for a while and came on the show oh, yeah. and was like, yeah. uh, that was like in the game's radar days. I was like, I played an MMO. Uh, <laughs> but so after that, I was like, fuck it. Like, we don't actually want to play Fantasy Star Online 2. We don't want to play that. What we no. want to play is Fantasy Star Online. And I don't know, Dave, you're better. You're better at tinkering than I am. Uh, I could not. You just got to mess I, with those DNS settings, dog. Couldn't get it to work. I couldn't do it. I tried. <laughs> I really did. Um, well, Susan, I mean, at least there's, you know, Fantasy Star Online 2, not a success. Operation Tarantula, huge success. Massive, massive success. Massive yes. success. Massive yes. success. Uh, this show was a massive success, thanks to <laughs> a very select group of people with curious judgment. Uh, <laughs> Dave, who, who made this show possible? Yes, our... The, our Patreon backers at patreon.com slash continue podcast made this show possible. I'm going to give a special shout out to our backers now. Uh, gonna, uh, go away. 
okay. The, my mouse was hovering over a name and everything was popping up. I don't know technology. Uh, Ryan Brady, shout-outs to Ryan Brady, Nick Rugen, Yaddle, Gluttony107, Ryan Mance, Adam Gauntlet, Double Taco, Pete, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, and anybody who backs this, uh, these are di- these are difficult times, and we cannot express to you how much it means to us that you share what you have with us to make this show happen. Uh, anybody who thinks to themselves that they want to back this show, there is patreon.com slash continue podcast, but honestly, don't fucking worry about it. Um, like, share this show with people. Listen to this show. If it makes you happy, if you think other people would be happy by listening to it, just get it out there. Uh, and we'll keep making this for you. And ne- next time we meet everybody, we'll be, we'll be forcing Susan to listen to us talk about Final Fantasy VII a lot. A lot. That's coming, okay. that, that's coming out. That is coming out, and we're in the middle. Of, like we're in our, the middle of a band. pandemic, and this game is actually happening. Our 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 long suffering backers purchased a copy of this game for me. That is what I have used some of our backing towards, uh, everybody. So I will have opinions on Barrett and and whatnot. Uh, you can you can go to our Patreon if you so choose. You can go to iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review. That helps surface the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We're there fitfully. Uh, Twitter.com slash continue pod. You can follow me at a John Agnello. Uh, by the time that you are listening to this next week, I will have a feature up at the AV Club called Best Worst Weirdest Final Fantasy. I'm surprised uh, you haven't written one of those yet. You know, like, the thing is, is that series, I like, I'm the only one who writes them for AV Club. Like, it's my series. Yeah, but, like, how is that not the first thing that you write? Be, I, I, God, what was the first one I did? I think the first one I did was Resident Evil. I was going to say. I'm yeah. Like, you, but clearly you've done Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, right. Wait, I think so, Res- so what was the weirdest one for that? The weirdest one is uh, um, Outbreak 2. The, okay. the second online one, because those PS2 online Resident Evils are so fucking weird. It was they a toss. Weird. It was a toss up between that and Gaiden, uh, because Gaiden is that the, the Game Boy the, Color the, the one? Game Boy Color game. Yeah, where you play as Barry. Where, yeah, Le- Leon and Barry are trapped on a cruise ship together. Which man, where's the re-release of that? That is that is topical these days. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna get a lot of people angry with me with this oh list boy. Oh because boy. Here we go. I said Final Fantasy XII is the best Final Fantasy ever made, and uh, you do love that one. I love that game. I think I make a very convincing argument for why it is the best. Uh, but man, Final Fantasy people love complaining. They don't. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Oh yeah. They do. They're not. <laughs> uh, they're not happy people. They're not. I mean, happy it's it's people. like Metal Gear people. They all hate. <laughs> like, they all hate it. <laughs> so they they all hate Metal Gear. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I thought about pitching uh, Metal Gear uh, Best Worst Weirdest once, and then I realized that every game in the series fits all three categories. Yes, yeah. yeah. it just it's doesn't. Every single the same one time. is the best and the worst and the weirdest every single yeah. time. Uh, Dave, where can people find you? On Twitter at David Robot. I'm uh, uh, 
I'm in the process of, I don't know, I'm learning music stuff. I got yeah. a sampler. Um, so, I don't know. If I work Korg on stuff. Cool, I might put, st- I might, might have a SoundCloud. Might become a SoundCloud rapper. Is that what the kids are doing these days? <laughs> Throw some trap on there? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you might see some stuff on there from time to time. <laughs> this is your boy, Quarantini. Yeah. <laughs> Coming at you Pacific yeah. Northwest. Young COVID uh, in the house. Uh, I, the sampler has an air horn button, by the way. Just yes. I, wanna... I love yes. it. Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. I am now playing through Persona 5 Royal. Oh, shit. You got Royal? I did. I am very excited for our next episode now. I am. That's going to be an interesting conversation. I can't believe you're getting back in there. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I actually was persuaded to get it uh, by members of our Discord, and uh, and then lost my job the next day. So it was perfect timing. <laughs> that was good timing. <laughs> now I have all of the time to rejoin the Phantom Thieves. So yeah, I will let you know what that's all about. That's awesome. Well, all right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you again for listening and. Uh, Bye.